all, and welcome to Idols, Icons, and Irols, a Survivor Recap Podcast. We're your hosts, Nell and Peter. We're so glad you're joining us as we break down and analyze the craziest and most memorable moments of every single season of Survivor. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at idols.icons.irols for behind-the-scenes clips, outtakes, and important updates. Interested in making a guest appearance to talk about your favorite season of Survivor? Reach out to us at idols.icons.irols at gmail.com. Hello and welcome back to Idols, Icons, and Irols. This week we're going to be going over the first half of season seven, Pearl Islands. Pretty exciting. This is like a really old season in comparison to everything else. Um, So it's definitely a lot different. Mm -hmm. Different isn't bad, but different nonetheless. Beautiful, Peter. Thank you. Thank you. Um, But it is a really good season because genuinely, I think everyone we've ever talked to about this season is always like, oh, yeah, like we really like it. It's really popular. And there's some really good, iconic individuals who come back from it. Um, So, yeah, we're really excited. And as always, this, not as always, but as is common, this season has no returners. So it's all new people again. Um, And yeah, we're going to start. It's a little weird in the structure. We'll break that down later, but we're going to go through like the first seven and a half episodes up until the merge again. Um, and so there's eight people voted off, but six people eliminated. That's that's the twist on that one, baby. So, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we should just jump right in with, you know, the jumping off the ship of it all um of them just the whole bit and skits of it all they i'm i mean there's a reason to miss old survivor and it's because it really was a production when they did it it really they said how can we do it there are moments that i'm it's just truly like they were like we can do whatever we want and they they did they made the most dramatic things happen for no reason. Like The Bachelor loves to be like the most dramatic season yet. But this the Survivor really gave you that without promising you it. No, you like, like you said, they realized, wow, we really can do anything we want. And who's going to stop us? And nobody did. And that's what allowed them to do what they did, which was gather 16 people on a boat off the coast of an island and say yeah so you guys all thought that you were like you know gonna have a few days for PR shoots and everything but actually the game starts now and Jeff Probst splits them up into the tribe and then says here is 100 pesos you are going to jump off the ship you're gonna swim to this little fishing town on this island and you are going to have to buy everything that you need in order to survive for the next 39 days this was really interesting because it was just so different from like what we'd seen before um and like watching them interact with like a community that previously exists rather than just like each other was really I don't know it like I had I thought it was fun I don't think I would love to see it every season but like for just like a little switch up moment it was fun and what you start to see very quickly is that the Drake tribe is really doing great at this. They have Sandra who can speak Spanish. And so she's communicating with like different community members and like people at stores, like whatever. And so she's able to bargain better than like the Morgan tribe for their more. The Morgan tribe leaves all of the stuff that they like got on the boat unattended and so Rupert of the Drake tribe is like, well, I'm going to take their shoes. So it was just you, they like, I've, Drake got, so they got wine, they got food, they were getting everything and more. And Morgan was not doing well, as also well. Also at one point, I think like 
some of the members of the Morgan tribe, but they were irrelevant to me at this moment. We're like fighting with like the locals and we're like, yeah. no, give me this. And I remember Sandra no, being there like, was like a yeah, Sandra's fight. like, this is not going to end well. Like, this is not going to go well. And then, yeah. And then they have to also like hire then people to take them to their islands, which also, this is a thought that I had while watching it is I could not understand how close together these islands were because throughout the season, they had to paddle their own boats, like between the islands to go to challenges, to go to tribal. And in my mind, I looked it up on Google Maps. It looks like the islands are far apart. <laughs> like you obviously, you don't know exactly what islands are on, but the fact that they have to paddle a boat across like ocean ways, I don't know. I don't know, that's crazy. I'm going to say, I think I've read that when they do traveling to like different um, challenges and stuff, they're like bust or like taken and then they... No. no, not in this season. Like in later seasons, yes. But in this season, they would literally get in the boat and then they would show the oh, clip of them oh in the boat God. rowing. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm a and it's like also, no, I mean, no, it's true for the later seasons, but for this one, they're literally rowing in between mm-hmm. islands. And I was like, especially once the tribes get down to smaller numbers, I'm like, are you serious? Like four yeah. people are going to guide this giant boat through the ocean between I don't know I think I need to know how close together but the map they show because they show it on the map they're like yeah oh snake island or whatever and like you've got to be kidding me those look far apart (laughs) anyways we've spent too much time on this just like how the survivor producer spent probably 30 minutes of this first episode on this bit and skit at the beginning like literally so long yeah (laughs) so they they get there and Drake is like celebrating they're drinking all this wine this guy, John, gets really drunk, already, you know, bad vibes on that. Really just on John. Otherwise, they're, like, really happy. Morgan really has the bad drives, bad vibes. They, like, built a horrible shelter. There's, well, like, they rocks. Tried to, they tried to build, like, a lean-to into the rocks. And then the rocks started crumbling. And then, yeah. I mean, you don't even have to watch Survivor to know that's stupid. And they, like, couldn't find water, all of this. And so that's kind of the di- dichotomy of the two. You can tell Morgan not doing great, Drake in a pretty solid spot. And so heading into this immunity challenge, something happens that leads to Austin of the Morgan tribe deciding to remove his clothes. Well, so it's because he bartered his clothes in the local village for more food. And so all he had was his boxers. That's all he had. What do you mean? He didn't need to do that. He didn't need. (laughs) No, he chose. Because then, furthermore, many other members of the Morgan men decide to do the same. They said, Um, one man, all men. (laughs) And embarrassingly, they still lose. Um, they had done pretty good, but they lost it in the end and they lost. And so they, Morgan has to go to tribal, which leads to Nicole being voted out. Yeah. And I just remember that all basically there were four men, four women and the four women on the Morgan tribe just essentially all started targeting each other. Like some of them were like, no, we need to get Lil off. Then someone was like, no, we need to get Tijuana off. Then they're like, no, Nicole. And I was like, can we not like as women come together? (laughs) Like, it's just like- Peter said, can we as women (laughs) be a community? (laughs) Anyways, yes, Nicole gets voted out and- I don't really remember too much about her except her glasses. She had really small glasses. Like the lenses were really small circles. That's all I remember. Very Harry Potter vibes. But we go to episode two. Um, Basically, there's two Ryans. And of course, they're on the same tribe. There's Ryan O and then there's skinny Ryan because he's skinny. (laughs) I just, it's just the way skinny Ryan managed to have such a big impression on this season for doing so little because... He's like, he's like really concerned about his place in the tribe because he's known as the skinnier, weaker Ryan. Like that's just a bad place to be in. Weasel has a bad connotation. (laughs) 
skinny Ryan, <laughs> bad connotation. <laughs> Only negative. So yeah, basically he's like, I need to do really well in this challenge. And then immediately in that reward challenge, he flops. He like cannot, can't keep the mask on. He can't, sw- which like, to be honest, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. I don't think that I know how to like dive down in water. Like, is that what amazing? Mean? Like, I don't I... swim team, so I know how to dive into water. Okay, miss. Like, I mean, like when I'm swimming in the ocean. When? I don't know when I'm going. You to know swim. when but, I'm. Swimming, though, <laughs> you yeah. know, like you know how they. So when survivors are swimming in the ocean, they have to like dive down. I don't. I can swim, but I don't necessarily know if I know how to dive down. Yeah, I think that's like it's like in a pool, like this. You know, when you like. No, I mean, I, any. You just like. Well, I guess the last time I dove for rings, I was like, like twelve. So. You know, you take a deep breath, and then you <laughs> go in, and you like <laughs> do the same thing, but instead of going vert, like instead of moving horizontally, you're just like trying to move down. So you're still like swimming in the water and like kicking your legs I don't know I think if I was ever out survivor I'd need to like go to swimming lessons yeah it sounds like you would based on that I can swim <laughs> I know I know how to swim I'm like okay Prove anyways <laughs> skinny Ryan flops he just can't get the mask on he can't dive and they lose the reward challenge just like whatever not that big of a deal um the big like Again, another bit in scale is everything based is based on pirates in this episode or in the season. And so they like part of the reward is that they win parts of a map to a treasure chest because there's buried treasure on the island. It was a whole thing. Um, anyways, we also got to send someone yeah. to take something from the other loot. Camp. So yeah. yeah. And so um Drake sent. <laughs> Sandra and this causes all the the Morgan team is just like mad about the fact that they exist and Sandra is like being pretty nice and she's like oh like I can all like take your tarp like she has to take something and also she wants to take something like and they she asks if they'll like help her take the tarp off their shelter so that she doesn't like destroy their shelter and they're like no we if you want it you have to take it so she's like okay and like removes it without care because she's like I asked for your help like I'm not if you're not gonna help me I'll I don't care if I destroy your things and there it's just like bad vibes and then Austin is already like I think I might quit and I'm like, shut mom, can you come pick me up? They Later took our tarp. I was like, shut up. Um, and no one, everyone's like trying to be supportive of him, but it's he's to me, he's annoying. Talk about that later. But um, this is also when Drake loses a fishing spearhead, and Rupert is the king of fishing, apparently, who really like genuinely has been doing amazing at fishing like loses his is so mad and like goes looking at on the floor of the ocean for this fishing spear and everyone's like okay well, you're not and then he finds it he finds it <laughs> I will say Rupert confuses me because he does seem like a kind like squishy like he's a teen he's like a troubled teen mentor Me- mentor why did I say it like that um and but he like gets angry really quick like in the flip of a switch yeah he's a little scary i i would be scared so anyways that's besides the point we go to immunity and long story short morgan loses again and austin is like guys you gotta vote me out he like has now taken it upon himself to like campaign for his own ousting but for some reason, I mean, he is like a big, strong guy. So like, if we want to win more challenges, we do need you around. And Tijuana at this point is like, no, Austin, like you need to stay. And she's like, if I get people to keep you in, like, will you stay? And just like, give it a few more days. And he's like, yeah, sure. So basically then Tijuana goes on this whole campaign and she 
essentially saves his ass, which like, I don't know. There's something to be said for her, but also it's like, if somebody wants to go, like they need to go. Like they need yeah, to Yeah, it felt like a weird thing to like work so hard to keep someone in who mm-hmm. was like, I would like to be voted off. Like if yeah. someone said that to me, I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna like work for you right. to like stay in. There are people who yeah. don't want to be voted off who are at risk of being voted off. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll choose you. I will say I'm guessing the thought that I had during this was that Tijuana like already felt very much on the out because it this is also again during those not so diverse years of survivor. And like there were yeah, very few non-white people, aka I think just Tijuana, Austin, and Sandra. And so I think a lot of it too was just like, no, like you need to stay and like power through, like you are here. Like we need to carry this together. And so I think there was just a lot going on, but it does just kind of suck because then they do end up voting out Skinny Ryan and he really wants to be there. But so that's the other issue is that like they vote out somebody who really wants to be there and they keep somebody who doesn't, which is kind of annoying. But anyways, I digress. We move on to episode three and there's what now 14 people left. We pan to the drink tribe and John, otherwise known as Johnny Fairplay, is so fucking annoying to me personally. Personally, do not like him for even a second. I think you don't even have to say tummy. That is, <laughs> he is annoying. He sucks. To this yeah. group of people, annoying. <laughs> this group of two people. Well, it's just everyone always talks about him. And I feel like he had even been. He had been mentioned in another season we've watched. And I was like, oh, like, oh, maybe he has a redeeming quality. Not a single redeeming quality at all that I have personally found of him. Um, anyways, Morgan is really down bad. Like, spirits are low. And they, they lose reward again. Um, and then we go to immunity. And... Long story short, we'll talk on this challenge later, but it's a really long, like grueling challenge. But yet again, the Drake tribe wins. <laughs> carried primarily on the back of Rupert. Um, no, carried actually, on the back of Rupert. <laughs> yeah, nobody else deserves any recognition. Carried on the literal back of Rupert. Um, and so Morgan has to go again. And a woman we have not spoken enough on but I guess we will continue to speak on her, is Lil. She is a Boy Scout troop leader. And for some reason, that's her only personality trait is that she is a Boy Scout troop leader. Like wearing her uniform. And which, you know, it was a choice to say the least. She did think it was for the PR thing. She didn't intend to wear that on the island for 39 days. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. But she had become really good friends with Skinny Ryan. (laughs) Um, Like, they were buddies. And she was also very aware of the concept that she was, like, an older woman. And so she definitely, I think, knew that she wasn't potentially someone who'd be going far. And basically, she just kind of asked the people around her to, like, let her know when her time was up. And unfortunately, her time was up this episode, um, which was sad. You didn't, you didn't want to see her going away. Yeah, there was something magnetic about her that really just, like, <laughs> Magnetic. <laughs> You wanted to keep her on your screen, but not because you loved her, but I think just because you wanted to keep learning about her. I don't know. I'm like lifelong learner about Lillian. <laughs> also just that her chosen name was Lil. Like she went by Lil. I feel like I know people who go by Lil. I've never, I mean, I've never na- met somebody named Lillian. Or Lily. One of my managers at Sugar Fox was named Lily, the girl who took a gap year to go to New Zealand. 
to Barnard and always talked to me about anime. Her name was Lily. Her Instagram handle includes Lilypad. So that was her nickname was Lilypad. So not anyone? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, Lil. (laughs) Lil is voted out. Um, It was sad to see her go. But we move on to episode four, where basically Morgan really realizes how bad their shelter is because they built it so both so so close to like the beach and like the water that the tide is rising and that's it's gonna hit their shelter um you like try to put logs down right and then the ocean like rolls the log they're not doing great (laughs) um and then at drake because no one has been sent home there's definitely lots of tension um but we had into a reward challenge nonetheless and drake ends up winning again even though they're behind they were able to pull through and they get the final oh god oh i was just gonna say the big win was the sewing kit yeah yeah we you get to learn a lot about chafing during this season because everyone is always talking about it because again they're in these clothes that they thought were like they're in jeans or like Rupert is wearing part of Krista's dress well because he had jeans on and he was like these are wet from day one and they're just going to continuously be getting wet and I can't wear them and so they like made clothes for everyone. It was kind of iconic. Um, and but so they get a sewing kit to like improve upon their clothes that they're making. But they also got a the final piece of the map and are able to find this like treasure chest and it has like food and like candles and like treats and all of that. More alcohol too. Which- yeah. Also, didn't some of it like, go bad? Like, wasn't that also part of the... Yeah! It, like, wasn't well-packaged. I was like, well, you guys, like, they did... They found the treasure map in the time, the minimum amount of time that you could find it. How did you let it go bad? <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, the fact that they literally were like, oh, the whole, bi- the whole thing this season is, like, there's a buried treasure chest of goodies, and then like things were wet things had spoiled like there was dirt over all this stuff and I was like are you are you serious but anyways basically oh also during this time Andrew Savage and Ryan O also known as Rhino that was the cute thing about the Morgan tribe is they did like come up with all nicknames for everyone Savage and Rhino and I guess it was just Rhino Darrow. is his nickname. His yeah. name. <laughs> his chosen name. Lil and Rhino. <laughs> Anyways. And also like Savage isn't even that cl- it's just his last name. That's true. And Dara's like, nickname was, like, was D. I guess that's true. Like the Corsi Brennan. <laughs> but anyways, Savage and Rhino decide that, oh, we can't catch fish on this side of the island. We're gonna actually cross to the other side of the island and try to fish over there. Which is just ridiculous. But then a camera crew follows them through the jungle (laughs) to the other side of the island where they also realize they were better off on the other side of the island as God, aka the Survivor producers, intended (laughs) by setting them up over there. So then we go back to the Drake tribe. Burton and Rupert basically decide, oh, we should throw the next community challenge because we need to get some people off of here. Like, we gotta we gotta start cutting the numbers. We're just gonna lose this one and get rid of it. Get rid of somebody. So, going into that immunity challenge, they decide to sit out Burton and Rupert in hopes that they would lose, and it works, and Morgan wins their first challenge, and this is when the not like a twist but in a way a twist basically jeff probes says that someone on the they on the morgan tribe gets to pick someone from the drake tribe 
to kidnap and like live with them for like a day or something weird like that no up until the next up like until the next reward challenge and through yeah. the night they compete with them for the next reward challenge meaning they miss tribal council so they're immune for tribal council but they also don't get to vote because yeah that was the whole thing is that they kidnap rupert which good decision on their part but they kidnap rupert and then rupert had kind of been like the pseudo like faction leader for the majority alliance at drake and so then drake goes back to camp without rupert and they're like what the hell do we do now who are we voting for and basically they all just kind of because the other thing that i mean we've i think we've talked about this too but it's like you really don't know where people fall until the first vote and so they've been with each other for like 10 or 11 days now and they've never voted so it's like okay, I think I know where everyone's voting, but we won't really know until we're there. And yeah. Yeah, there's some drama. Johnny Fairplay shows up drunk to Tribal. Everyone hates Johnny Fairplay, but in the end, the vote goes against Burton. And it was a blind side and it was kind of crazy. So Burton goes home. And we head into episode five and Rupert is still at Morgan, obviously. And there is like a fear in the Drake tribe that like Rupert will like talk about Drake too much and like expose their tribe secrets. Like, I don't really know what kind of information you could give another tribe, but they're like worried that he'll do that. Also, I mean, I think they were also worried about what Rupert did do, which was teach them how to fish. And also, Rupert was like, you guys, your shelter is literally about to wash away. This is ridiculous. And so he's like, we're moving the shelter. I don't, like, I don't live here, but we're moving the shelter. Like, this is out of control. Well, in in Rupert's defense, it would be, (laughs) you would want to (laughs) eat. And you would also not want a shelter to, like, potentially like disappear while you're sleeping in it like I would be hard to not be like I'm sorry I gotta fix it no especially for somebody like Rupert who just genuinely is a good person I was like yeah this is yeah (laughs) but then things really turn around for the Morgan tribe because now they know how to fish and they know how to sleep in a nice shelter (laughs) So it's really a big moment for them. And it's kind of interesting heading into this reward challenge. You see Drake sort of falter in a way that they might not have before. And really, we can blame that one on Johnny Fairplay. Um, and Morgan is able to like do the challenge really quickly. They succeed and they win. And Rupert is either he can go back to the um, Drake tribe or he can like go with the Morgan tribe and shower. But like the king he is, he goes back to the Drake tribe um, and Morgan gets to steal something from the Drake tribe and they steal rice, um, which is exciting food. But, oh, go ahead. I actually Anyways, then they get tree mail for immunity challenge. They realize it's going to be some sort of like eating gross things challenge and so they have this idea like oh girly michelle who says she can eat anything she's gonna pretend that she can't eat something so that way worst comes worse if it's a tiebreaker she'll get chosen to like go head to head and then she'll like pull out her secret abilities then and win the challenge for them which like i was like okay smart thinking like good job on you guys for like really having a strategy and then they go into the immunity challenge and basically it is what they thought it was. They, Jeff Probst blends things like gross things in a blender together and then they have to drink it. And basically it's like, oh, if somebody can't get it down, then like the other tribe wins. And so everyone is able to drink it and like get it down. And so they go into the tiebreaker. But again, Girlie Michelle flopped the strategy, just absolute flop on the strategy. And she like chugged down her nasty smoothie, which was probably like blood clans and like, I don't even know what else. Yeah, the 
and so then they're like so then the other tribe gets to choose who competes and so they don't choose michelle and they choose sandra and sandra does fine but she's just not able to get the sardine down in time, which I mean, no hate towards Sandra for oh, that. Oh, I couldn't. I would be down bad on this challenge. Yeah. There's no way I could do it. I'm like, I'll, I, I'm like, uh, I'm a vegan, so I would have literally never. <laughs> would have. Peter, I think if you compete on Survivor, you might have to give. You might have no, to not be a I vegan read, for 39 I days. I read some things on Reddit that there have been vegans on the show that have done like okay. They just eat rice. I'm just kidding. And I mean, mango like, and yeah, coconut. I'm like, there's other things. Yeah, and but beans. Like, like yeah, no, I, I guess we that's can't fun. speak on beans. <laughs> <laughs> the beans will do it to you. Yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, Sandra, Sandra can't do it, and yeah. so they lose, and um, they have to go to tribal council, and it really people get mad at Michelle for flopping on the like plan that they had set in place and she gets voted out yeah which I mean I personally like I feel bad for Michelle because again Johnny Fairplay is such an easy target to take out so why are we not voting him out like speak on it I just (laughs) it's also like yeah you're so blind the man messed up the last challenge yeah like he messed up the reward challenge at the beginning of this episode. Like yeah. think about that one. And he's generally annoying and sucks and doesn't deserve to win. So anyways, 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 we go into episode six. Um, at this point, the Drake lead has been whittled down to just six to five. Um, and Rupert is very clearly like the leader and the glue of it all. And they're able to win reward, which is like good for them. Exciting. Like they're finally kind of getting back into it all, you know. And then long story short, John steals something from Morgan. And he just like, he tells Morgan that they had thrown that one immunity challenge and like they planned to lose and Savage as like the pure intentioned man that he is. (laughs) is like why the hell would you do that which like i mean makes sense because they're down bad and they're like we would hate to not be here except for austin we'd all hate to not be here (laughs) we would never and (laughs) yeah it's just kind of like it's also like classic johnny fairplay like just shut your mouth just don't talk for once in your life you flop one second So that adds like more tension, yeah. but they go into this immunity challenge and it actually, again, um, Morgan wins and Drake is down, feeling a little bad on themselves, I think. And you sort of see strategies of like the Drake team or like the group like that, the community vibe of it start to deteriorate a little bit more and people are not like, like Rupert's a threat like we need we should vote him out and like there's all like people are hearing this plan being made and essentially Trish who was like I want Rupert voted out um ends up getting voted out because people were just like I actually don't yeah want that yeah because at this point it was like Rupert Sandra and Krista were like a core alliance of three and then it was John Sean and Trish and so Trish is talking to Johnny about it and Sandra over here or Krista over here is and it's like we got it like we're gunning for them let's go and so yeah they flip they they get enough votes Trish is gone and at this point everyone's like all right we're hanging in episode seven like we're gonna be you know, going into the merge and so immediately after tribal council at the beginning of episode seven Rupert like flips out on John like literally well, because Rupert had a vote right. against him John. yeah <laughs> no so I mean as people normally do like when they were the target but they managed to evade it they get kind of upset and they're like oh I could have been blindsided and like there's been nothing like what I've what we yeah. witnessed with Rupert the screen but at the same time I was like 
Johnny Fairplay deserves to get yelled but at. But again, so, they paddled all the way back from tribal council. No issue. And then camera on, on the beach. Suddenly, I'm like, show person. Like, they literally were in a boat together. Maybe they have like a gag. What also, I'm like, are, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm also, I'm like, well, you have to paddle back. Are you going to start a fight? That's true. Like, I'd rather do it on the beach. <laughs> But yeah, I really thought Johnny Fairplay was dead. Like, I thought it was over for him. Like, life-wise, I did not know if he was coming oh, out of that alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then shit gets a little interesting as we head into the immunity challenge. Yeah. And they arrive, the two tribes arrive for the immunity challenge. And there is every other person that has been well, the way off. that it was set up is that they walk in and there's three like th- competition areas and there's like the blue and the orange for drake and morgan and then there's a purple area and they're like what the hell is going on and then that's when jeff probes is like everyone you've ever eliminated come on in <laughs> they are the outcast tribe and essentially the three are in competition with each other and is it if basically the two tribes that come in last place will have to go to tribal council like if you lose to the outcast tribe you have to go to tribal council and the outcast tribe gets to vote somebody into your tribe so if the outcast come in second and morgan was to come in third morgan would be the only one going to tribal council drake would be immune or if how it did work out the outcast come in first both tribes go to tribal council and the outcasts vote two people in it was wild um yeah and so they like they have to go to tribal council they have to, each tribe has to figure out like who they are going to like vote out but there's a little twist and Austin has finally decided, actually, I'm going to take it upon myself. Well, because so. there was the moment with the pelican earlier on in the day, because like a pelican came to their camp and Austin was like, that's it. I'm over. It's over. Because I guess the pelican, I remember the pelican was chasing him and he was like, I can't do this anymore. I've reached my brain. It was a drawing line. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I hate to say I wasn't like, for me, I was like, fine. Like, I was annoyed that he had wanted to go for so long and they kept him anyway. Well, you and Jeff so, probes like, alike. Me, exactly. <laughs> Jeff I Jeff was like, come yeah. on. And I was like, yeah, exactly, King. Because, um, but it just, I think it's disrespectful to yeah. the game. Speak on it. Speak on it. Hate to say well, it. Because then Jeff, I, I think this was this time. Jeff was like, so many people try to be here and sacrifice so much to be here and for you to give up this opportunity like ridiculous because he had really no reason other than he just didn't want to be there anymore because normally yeah. when people quit it's like they don't feel well there's something going on at home or like something has happened I'm like me thinking about Lindsay quitting because of <laughs> sorry anyways so literally they do like a voice vote and they like yeah they don't even write it down it's they like, don't even write it down <laughs> and jeff probes literally is like i'm not even gonna snuff out your torch like literally just lay it down or maybe he does snuff yeah. it but he's just like literally just lay it down like i don't want to see you anymore and like, get off my screen and they don't give him an exit clip yeah there's no it was like jeff probes was clearly pissed. he was angry and i was like i support you in every way yeah. i could never not support you <laughs> Well, and then also, I'm like, this is fast. But when they do, like, the walk of remembrance with everyone's torches, Austin's torch isn't included at the end. Yeah, it's, he's, like, never, it's, it stays on, like, the ground the yeah, whole. the whole time. I was like, that is a bit in a skit. They said, actually, that torch on the ground is. They really there. said, fuck you. Yeah. Well, because he said, fuck you. Fuck you, yeah. So that episode Anyways. ends with Austin leaving. <laughs> and um, Sean and we got voted a- out. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Basically, Drake over at Drake, 
Sandra, Rupert, and Krista are like, look, the three of us are voting together. We're staying. Like, John and Sean, you all need to make your case. They literally sat around the fire and they're like, all right, you've got 60 seconds. Tell us why you should stay. Which iconic moment. I was like, yeah. Yeah. But again, I'm like, oh, fuck. How did did Johnny Fairplay survive that? Exactly. I'm so pissed about it. Anyway, so yeah, Sean gets voted out and Austin quits. So we go into the first part of episode eight. And it's been teased. It's like, all right, now the outcasts are coming. And basically how it works for them is that the six of them go to tribal council. They each kind of state their case. And then everyone votes for two people they want to send back into the game. Just like generically, not based on tribes, whatever. And I have no idea why, but the people really loved Burton and Lil. Oh my God. It was as like there two people had not been more loved like they were like Lil deserves it so much and I was like okay and you have to think like they probably like they were getting to know each other right that we never saw yeah like because like the the Ponderosa I guess of it all didn't exist because that was that they they made it very clear they were like no they've been living like the same way that you what apparently Peter doesn't believe it I'll speak on that later but there is no way you can replicate the conditions unless you legitimately have them maybe living on it. I don't believe it I, I'll speak on it but I don't believe it I don't believe it one bit one bit um, anyways wow doesn't trust the survivor producers yet again I'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, so Burton and Lil are voted back into the game by their peers. Um, (laughs) By a jury of their peers. Just how the winners decided, baby. And they have to, like, draw, they randomly select the, like, um, buff. Is that what it's called? Whoa, fake fan. They randomly (laughs) select the buff color to decide who they go back to and who they Burton goes back to Drake <laughs> and Lil goes back to Morgan just where they came from. They were both like super cool. Great vibes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when Burton goes back to Drake, they were all like, Hey, we're sorry. Yeah. And it was like good vibes. And when Lil goes back to Morgan, they were like <laughs> super welcoming of her, but she yeah. was not as trusted. She was not trusting the way that they were treating her. Well, also because Andrew Savage, we got to see him say, no matter who it is, they are the first to go. Like, yeah. they're gone. They're out. Yeah. yeah. And he yeah. even, I think he even told Lil that he thought the outcast was, thing was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, cool. So I'm right here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, that basically brings us up to the merge um, at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that kind of concludes our recap of the first like seven and a half episodes or so. Hey. And so yeah, Lil and Burton are officially back in the game and we're back to 10 people. And I don't know, it's looking forward past the merge. It's like, definitely very interesting because there's like a core four at Morgan of like Andrew Rhino, Tijuana and Dara, Dara not Dara, Dara um, I think I shouldn't disrespect her like that, I love her um, because they have basically like weathered this storm together because after the first three tribal councils it had been the four of them plus Austin so like they have really weathered this storm together so they're pretty tight And, like, the same can't necessarily be said for Drake, but I think it's just very interesting to see, like, how all the drama breaks down. Um, But, yeah, that's our recap of the first part of season seven. We'll be right back. We're so thankful for all of the love and support so far. Keep checking out our Instagram and telling all of your friends about our podcast. If you're interested in supporting our ongoing project to improve our podcast, please head over to our anchor.fm website where you can become a monthly supporter and donator to idols, icons, and eye rolls. 
All right, welcome back. We're now going to talk about our idols, our icons, and our idols from the first part of season seven. So we'll start off with our idols moment. So we don't have any hidden immunity idols in these early days. So these are just going to be like immunity challenges and moments that we loved the most. So now if you want to start off with Um, yours. Yeah, I would love to. So we glazed past this, breezed past this earlier, but there was a immunity challenge that essentially Jeff Probst was like, okay, the like strongest, like biggest person on your team has to essentially hold up the smallest person on your team as they're like over the ocean and you're like on the beach. And so it's Austin versus Rupert. And they are going four hours like I'm pretty sure it's like a few hours and Jeff Probst keeps trying to make it harder like they have to be standing up there's these like wooden blocks that the rope like goes through and he's like you can't lean on them like he keeps making he was like okay like you have to stand up you have to stand up and I just think it was like Rupert ends up winning but that's not even to belittle like Austin because Rupert is huge and like Austin's strong, but like Rupert's huge and they're at it for a few, couple hours at the least. And I just think it was such a weird immunity challenge to like put the team's immunity on essentially one person and everyone else had to watch and just a tiny girl was in the like ropes that they were holding up like it was just weird but like I don't know I thought it was really impressive and it was like one challenge that took like a really long time and was super endurance based and you just kind of kept being like oh my god is this really happening so uh that's my idols moment (laughs) Peter yeah it was kind of crazy like you said it's weird to put like tribe immunity on just one person but that's what it was um so my idols moment is the food challenge um primarily because I I mean I can't do it because my own dietary restrictions but also because of my own like inability to drink disgusting things like I want to pull up the list of things that were in it was like oh you get to spin the wheel so like it's a chance that you don't have to like drink it and I was like okay well let's see red shellfish sardines razor clams bleeding clams seawater I was like seawater squid mango rock oysters conch octopus coconut juice and like I was just like this is just disgusting stuff mixed with kind of okay things that it's just yeah and like sometimes they would spin it and it'd land on like octopus and blood clam and I was like and the colors it was creating oh it was oh but I think it was just like a moment in history because everyone drank it everyone was like yeah I got this I was like I would not I would not have been able to do it it very much reminds me not to mention bachelor again I don't know what's Uh, up with me no but we have to stop recording in the morning if that's gonna happen (laughs) The challenge that they, the challenge that they did on the bus. <laughs> the um, date. When they were in the, yeah, the date. I forgot that's what it actually was. <laughs> um, on Tasha season. On Tasha season where they have to like mix those gross shit together. Very yeah. reminiscent. That is reminiscent of this. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was just nasty. Yeah, it was and bad. like I said, no shame should be brought upon Sandra for her mm-hmm. inability to do that. Because. No. It was I incredible. Couldn't, I, I couldn't. couldn't have even put it in my mouth. I don't no, I think I would have said it. This is going to be my moment. Like, you guys should just throw me off now. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Honestly, that's a reason to be vegan on the show. So that way you never have to do the eating challenges. See, that's the thing. I it's think Survivor I would have to do that. Like, I don't think... Yeah. Because the whole point is you can't sit out whatever... Cha- like, you can't sit out two challenges in a row. So if you sat out the last challenge and this was an eating challenge, you have to eat it. <laughs> I just went in. <laughs> I'd say I'm, I'd be like, oh, it's religious. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> like, hi, my name is Peter. I'm a religious vegan. 
<laughs> so yeah, that's my adults moment. Um, now to move on to our icons. Nell and I do have the same icons. Not to say it's not a memorable cast by any means. Like there are a lot of great people and great moments, but I just think that there are two people that deserve the spotlight and there's no reason to waste time on anyone else. So exactly. now if you want to introduce our icons, please. So uh, but our icons are Sandra and Rupert. Let's start with Sandra. I said, okay, well, here's the thing. I actually started to stand them both like when they had to like go and like barter with the locals <laughs> and like Rupert stole the shoes and Sandra was like able to like speak Spanish to the people, the locals and like was actually able to like get things for their tribe. Like they started off so strong and I was like, okay, we're into it. And then I just feel like Rupert had the risk like he was stolen by the other tribe like but every move he made was so like well done even when he got like angry you still kind of loved him with his like tie-dye shirt and like him like searching for those like the freaking fishing spear head in on the floor of an ocean and finding it that moment's iconic he's that so is happy. a moment in history that is that a is moment a- in history that's a survivor top 200 moment in history and should we should we do an episode? <laughs> we actually we should. We would maybe need to watch every single season yeah, first. Yeah, but... we have a little bit of time. <laughs> <laughs> we would have to do. I say I say like after season forty, like once we've watched, right. we'll like cut it off there, and we'll do not like it. Right. But like we'll do a talk. <laughs> now said I gotta get out of this podcast <laughs> of the first forty seasons. <laughs> anyway. So I thought he was an icon from that. He was fun. He was like doing the most. And then Sandra, I also thought was just like, like her taking the tarp from the other team and then being like, actually, if you're not going to help me, screw you. I just think that they were two like strong strategy players and like stayed at the top of their tribe from like day one. And also the other thing on Sandra is that she like, she genuinely spoke her mind and was so honest about things, which I mean, as we've seen, like is a tough position to put yourself in as a woman on this show. And then also like for it to be 2004 and she's doing this, not to say we've progressed that much since 2004 as a society and as a survivor community, but like she really put herself out there and was herself and she deserves every accolade possible for it and like genuinely I think some people maybe would criticize her for like following along with Rupert but I think that she really did a lot on her own and like was so strong on her own and yeah I just think that she is incredible and Rupert like you love him because I don't know like when Burton comes back he and Rupert have this really like intense moment where he's just like I didn't like you and Sean because you guys basically bullied me like we were back in high school because I had to wear a dress because I have no other clothes and like I'm tearing up no because it's everybody's like I'm confident enough in myself but if you guys are gonna sit here and give me shit all the time like we're not gonna be friends I was like yeah you're right like It's just, it was so high school and, like, I think so often in Survivor, like, it's just like, oh, well, Burton and Sean are just, like, they're running the show. And Rupert was like, no, I'm not going to let you guys push me around. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to provide for this tribe. I'm going to get fish. I'm going to get raids. I'm going to get everything. And it was iconic moments in history created by Rupert and Sandra. And, yeah, they deserve our icon moment. They deserve the praise and reward from us. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, those are icons. And then Peter, do you want to start off with your eye roll? I would love to. I feel really passionate about this. Um, So my eye roll is the outcast twist. A lot of people in Survivor kind of talk about this kind of stuff generally, generally in the sense that like when somebody's voted out, they like most survivor castaways will be like, when you're voted out, like you shouldn't return to a game. 
And I don't know, I feel mixed feelings about that, but it's the way that the outcast twist came about. It's like, these are six people who were voted off, the, like the first six people voted off. And as much as Jeff Probst and the Survivor production team like try to say like, oh, we made like everything the same. It's like, again, you can't replicate like living on an island. The Morgan tribe was literally getting eaten by crabs and had rocks falling on them. And like, they're like, oh yeah, don't worry. Like they had the same diet. And like, really? They had a cup of rice to share between six of them. Or like just even the emotional toll that comes from playing, like comes from having to vote people off and things like, or like the fact that Rupert and Austin had to, I think the challenge before maybe, or two challenges before they had to hold somebody over the ocean for two hours. Like none of the outcasts were doing that. And so I just, I don't know. I was like, I'm all for twists. I'm all for the fun of it. And like, I don't know there are times when I think, okay, yeah, people who were voted out are in similar situations, like when Redemption Island is brought into it and everything. But I just feel like the outcast twist was not fair at all. And it brought back people that, I don't necessarily have an issue with Burton Lil, but it's like, what Nicole could have technically been voted back in and she was voted out day three. Like, yeah, really, I don't know. It just, it was annoying to me. And yeah, I'll just, I'll end my little thing there. No, I think that those are all like fair, fair opinions on it. I'm valid. Um, I, felt like, <laughs> I felt like watching them compete was fun, like to get back into it. But it was like, it was kind of weird. I, I do kind of feel like, you know, if you're voted out, like, you're voted out and why would someone who was voted out the first day get you like it was and just for weird. the way for them to get back in is that all the other people who were also voted out vote people you know what I mean like it's not like they had to individually yeah. compete to get it back in or like I don't know yeah yeah anyways yeah that's my eyebrow moment now <laughs> yeah so mine is almost similar in a way um Austin <laughs> I, as is probably obvious from every time that we've talked about the fact that he didn't want to be playing, I was so, so annoyed over the fact that he continuously was like, I don't want to be here. I would like to go home. I don't want to play. I don't want, and yet it took until the outcast twist and him just saying, I don't want to play. Like, vote me out to actually have something happen about it was so frustrating and I I just think like I also was like if you really don't want to play that is your decision that you have the autonomy to make and say it but you never were like you were just saying it when you were frustrated and you were saying it but you like kept using it as like an I want to go home I want to go home kind of thing but like I just was so frustrated at the fact that nothing really came from it until like the merge essentially and I was frustrated with the fact that people weren't voting him out I didn't understand why you would want to play with someone who didn't want to be there and I just thought it was annoying and I stand with Jeff Ropes on that <laughs> what more can I say I said I stand in solidarity with Jeff Ropes no yeah it was just like you said the fact that he had to be there for seven episodes really and I was like okay, it's time to go. And then also that's the other part is that like, I am glad that somebody that Lil got to come back because she did really want to be there, but it's like Lil had to get voted off for you to stay. And now you're quitting. And it's like, that's just annoying. So those are our idols, our icons and our eye rolls from the first half of season seven. And we will be right back. Thanks for listening. Be on the lookout for episode 12, where we'll talk about the second half of season seven, Pearl Islands. There are some big blindsides, some dramatic moments, and we have lots to say, so be sure to tune in. As always, follow us on Instagram at idols.icons.irols. Follow and review our podcast wherever you're listening to us, and be on the lookout for plenty more content to come your way.